welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And it's really mostly about our lives. Folks, how's your week been, huh? I know it's very early in it. It's only Monday, but I mean, come on. You should be able to gauge how it is by the day that you step out of that bed. And- I'm sorry. What's going I'm on? I'm wound up. I've had about 12 cups of coffee today and uh, I've been thinking about this. I think you, you need to I think you need to scale it back a little with the coffee. Well, we've noticed how much co- I've noticed how much coffee we're going through because we are here. We have a Keurig in uh, the home that we're staying in right now and so we normally can't exactly tell how much coffee we're going through. We just kind of feel that bag of grounds. Okay. And like Need a new bag. Need a new bag or might need a new bag. But now it's like I'm buying, you know, 44 count K-cup pods of Dunkin' Donuts brand K-cups. And it's like, boy, that lasts us about a week. Babe, we have to get off of the K-cups. I'm so morally against them because the amount of trash they create and they're impossible to recycle. Let me let me order us a reusable K-cup. You know, I've heard horror stories, Ash. Absolute horror stories about the reusable K-cup. Well, we're going to figure out a way to uh, make coffee here without using those K-cups. Where there's a K, there's a way. Oh, my God. And I'm a K-cup boy now, so that's it. Give me that K, baby. So on today's pod, we have a very special show to talk to you about <laughs> later. Um, it is actually making such a difference in my life. I can't wait to discuss it. Um, it is a old survivor season. That's right. We are talking about an old survivor season again, but it is special and I do have some thoughts on it. Um, but before we get into that, Nick and I, we usually take time before the podcast to kind of go over some topics that we're going to be discussing and just touch base, you know, share like this is what's happened this week that we think is pod worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this particular episode, Nick told me that I could make my own list of topics and then I could quote unquote hit him with it. Hit on, me with it. On the pod. And then we're just going to roll with it and see what happens. That's right. These are not vetted by Nick, okay? Ashley is the lone gunslinger on creating topics for today's podcast, although I do have one thing I do want to bring up. Um, But before we get into that, I would just like to say, please take a moment to rate us five stars if you haven't already. If you have, we greatly appreciate it. Also, you know what? If you like us, tell a friend, okay? Even if they don't like reality television, because to be honest, uh, it's about 20% of the podcast is reality TV. It's shrinking, folks. (laughs) As the world crumbles, so does our desire to watch people fight on television. It's interesting how those two things are correlated. Never really thought they would be, but you know what? The pandemic has taught us many things. And we do have a Patreon where we put up uh, two bonus episodes a month. You get a sticker and you just get the satisfaction of knowing that you are uh, making Nick and I's life like that much more enjoyable by knowing that we have a Patreon audience that we really have a lot of warm feelings for. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Sign up for that $5 bonus tier. Get two bonus podcasts a month. It's really the only space on the internet where we are completely ourselves and i'll tell you what sometimes that can backfire folks because is this one of your topics this is my first topic well i'm glad that you brought it up and this was the only thing i wanted to bring up guys ashley has made my life living hell since that last the second of two june 2020 patreons have gone up that's right last week we released a patreon some of you may know if you've listened already where uh we just basically had ashley put up a pilot which is basically just the first episode of a scripted podcast that she was going to be uh, pitching for a podcast network. It did not come out. So we're like, great, we'll use it for the Patreon and we'll have Ashley and the other creator, the co-creator of the podcast, which is the wonderful Julia Johns, who you guys know as our uh, compatriot talking about um, which show did we talk about? Southern Charm. Southern Charm. Sorry, I couldn't think of the name, but... It's been so long. It's been so many years. How dare you set this up is that I have been bothering you this week when you are actually the mastermind behind my misery. Folks, let me explain what happened. Okay, so for usually for each month on uh, the Patreon, we do like a theme. Like one month, we did a theme where I picked a movie that I loved that Nick had never seen, and he picked a movie he loved that I had never seen. We watched them. We talked about them. We talked about um, movies based off of Disney rides. 
guides. We did that for a month. Each boiling it down each month has a theme. And sometimes we've incorporated like um, other aspects of our life into these Patreon episodes. Like one episode was about a live show that I did right before quarantine at the end of February um, called How to Survive the Apocalypse, which uh, we recorded like um, little like introductions to the show on the way there in the car. And then Nick sort of weaved in the um, some live moments from the show at Union Hall in Brooklyn. It was a sold out show. It was a great night. Honestly, it was, I'm so glad that we have that. Um, I didn't realize how important that bonus episode would actually be to me, but it's one of the last live performances I did before we went into uh, quarantine. And so like, it's a treasured memory. I remember, I can always remember how close it was because there was a woman who was a bartender at the venue who was, uh, we had gotten there early to set up and I overheard her, heard her talking to her, uh, other bartenders about how sick she's been and yeah. how she she felt horrible she's got the she flu it, or she was something hacking it up over there and it was like i think i got the flu and, and i remember was, being like is it the flu that seems to be going around this was the end of february i think it was like february 28th or 26th or something and we had just learned kind of that there was something called covid that may or may not be coming over to america anyway i remember before the that live show started i was like nick i'm talking about the apocalypse like should i incorporate like a sort of you know a pandemic in there and nick was like nah you know like don't don't stress everybody out that's not gonna happen and then lo and behold three weeks later we went into we went into quarantine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a side note. So side basically, note. basically every Patreon, every bonus episode has a theme. And for the month of June, we did this thing for the first one where we recorded each day. We recorded like ten minute episodes, so you got like um, a, a glance of our week day by day. We strung them all together. It was a really fun app. It's specifically it was fun because it was while the D news was happening in MTV. So like every day we had like a new thing to talk about in terms of uh, Bravo stars being, you know, fired and D and MTV parting parting ways. And so we were going to do that for the second half of June, but our lives are a little um, unpredictable at the moment, would you say? I would say. So we just, we weren't able to pull that together for the end of June. And so we decided we were going to do something else. We were going to talk, uh, we we're going to do a big long talk about the podcast on the blowness episode. And we did it and then we recorded it and we were like, this doesn't really work. We want to give them something more than just us kind of talking about the, it just, it's, it was a little too meta. You know what I mean, folks? Yeah, it was a lot of like planning for the future yeah. and stuff. Like what really we a, might do, what we might not do. A meeting that we should have just had before the podcast. Instead, we were like, nah, we'll just do it on the pod. And about, I would say, 15, 20 into it, I started to get self-conscious and we paused and I was like, I don't really want to do this. Is there anything else we could do? Yeah, basically it was a, it was a, you were listening to a podcast meeting on the podcast and we were like nah let's do something else and then we remembered that um this this episode this pilot that uh we had recorded so it was it was kind of like a 20 minute pilot um it's very well produced by nick and we thought there's a lot of fun voices and characters on it and we were like that never saw the light of day like why don't we give that to our Patreon listeners. And we can talk to Julia beforehand, who was uh, the co-writer with me, and um, do a little interview about what it's like to make something and then not have it ever bought. Because we were in talks with the podcast network to have it being picked up as a series. And um, we did that. That's what we did for the Blownus episode. I interviewed Julia, and then we played the pilot. And then what happened, Nick? Well, I posted it on the internet, and later that night, Ashley decided that maybe she should have gone and listened to what her and Julia did, because um, you had immediately you were kind of worried that possibly the interview you guys did before we played the actual show was maybe not exciting what was your initial fears i just had a feeling deep in my gut that something was wrong okay i had this feeling that something was not up to my standards and so i said to myself let me re-listen to that episode so well, i just popped on my headphones i started listening and i would say about 
five to seven minutes in, I started to panic. Right. I mean, and, and you said that you felt like something wasn't up to standard. I mean, I believe what you initially said to me was, I go, did you record the thing? Because you had Zoomed her. So you guys did like an impromptu hangout Zoom, which uh, then you started interviewing. And I was like, okay. And you were like, hey, I think what we, I don't know what we talked about. And I think it might be boring. And I think that's initially what you said to me. You, I was worried it was boring. Terms. Yeah, I was worried it was boring. I was yeah. worried it wasn't. You know, Nick and I have a very specific energy together, and I do feel very comfortable talking with you on this podcast, Nick, because I feel like we can go back and forth. Like, you're going to pick it up where I drop off. I'm going to pick it up where you drop off. We know that I, according to one reviewer, I do interrupt you, so there's that. You know, there's a flow. There's a thing happening back and forth. And, I and was, we're always in... What? How? What? And you're doing it and on we're purpose. Always in sync. You're doing it and on we're purpose. Always in sync. <laughs> we're always in sync. Sync. And um, I started to think, you know what? Maybe Julia and I weren't in sync. Maybe, maybe well, I should have listened to that app. I think what it was was we had this idea, uh, like it was like you know 4 p.m. and uh, you called Julia up at 4:02 and was like, hey, at 4:05, can you be on a Zoom with me and talk to us, talk to uh, me about the project we did three years ago that you we barely remember and neither of you had familiarized yourselves with it since you had recorded <sighs> it was a whole thing and then afterwards cut to you know you guys are completed i stitched the episode together you're curious about how it came out me you're asking me how it came out i classically listened to about 38 seconds of i what- <laughs> swear to god i thought that you had listened to the you know episode before you put it up you know how i do i just let it raw you tell me you're like hey about 10 minutes in we start the interview and then we pretty much end right at the end and so i go in and i find that 10 minutes when you started and then i cut that and then i go to the very end and i see when you go thank you so much julia let's present the show i cut that whatever happens after that i stitch it in with our little transitional music i put my little introduction in there i drop our little theme song on the beginning and the end and boom i get it out on the internet you guys i'm so embarrassed so by then, this interview and i'm the- begging him to take it down All and right, he won't wait, do easy. it let's come on we have a podcast to fill out you here. have to take this down so we cut to that night ashley starts listening to it on her earbuds and then she's starting to make crazy faces and uh then she looks at me and she unplugs her earbuds and goes listen to this and she starts playing little pieces of the interview that she did with or the the, the conversation she had with julia and yes, it seemed to me like maybe neither of you guys were very familiar with what you were presenting. And then also what you seemed to be upset with was the jargon that the conversation was bogged down with. It's so talking cringy. About pilots not getting picked up and managers having to give notes and networks not giving you enough money and how hard it is to be an artist in 2020. Uh. And you got very <laughs> cringed out by your own talking. It's just like I never want to listen to comedians <laughs> talking about making anything. Like I don't well, I don't like presenting myself and like what I make in an earnest way. And this is like earnest go to Ashley like (laughs) Ashley Town 100% I'm like talking about the struggles of being a creative talking about a manager I'm talking about you know having you know pitch meetings and network situations and I'm talking and also on top of all of that I didn't listen to the pilot before like we put it up I just remembered that I really liked it and so I put it up but then I listened to it and I was like I'm talking throughout this like earnest conversation about show business, which who I never want to listen to. And Nick keeps telling me, he's like, no, people like hearing the talk about craft. You are not (sighs) a fan of yourself, but other people, I assume people who are listening to this are fans, especially the people who have signed up to our Patreon. I mean, they like us enough to give us money to hear us talk more. So I would imagine that they would be interested in the process of doing some stuff. And we're talking about making a podcast. You know what I mean? So I know that that's not up your alley. But as a little fanboy, when I was a kid growing up really liking comedy, all I did was search for interviews from comedians that I liked and, and insight and how they do it and the process of. Now, this was before podcasts when I was like a super fanboy for the most part. So now you have like a surplus of comedians talking about the craft of comedy. And, and, I, and if you're a little comedy fan, I imagine 
it's great out there finding all this free content. So I I understand somebody who would might like this. Now, the content in which you put out there uh, might not meet the standards of what you would want out of a craft conversation. I'm so embarrassed. And I can understand how you would be embarrassed about what you did. Now, I listened to it. I think the stuff that you highlighted, yes, to me. Nick was laughing out loud. <laughs> I would play him a clip and he would laugh. And then I would be like, babe, you have to take this down. And he was like, but it's it's already been put up. It's for our Patreon. They like you. The problem here, okay, here, this is what we did not mention. We put this up at the zero hour. We put it up on June 30th, yeah. which is the last day to get in the at second night. bonus. And we're not usually this irresponsible <laughs> with the Patreon. I'd like to say that. We're, we're usually putting it up before the very last moment so of we, the month. So we have a contract with our Patreon subscribers of the Blownest here that yeah. we will get them two episodes a month. So if we hadn't gotten that out, that at that moment, we would be in breach of contract. And if I were them, I would immediately demand my $5 back from June. So uh, we had to get it out. Nick refuses to take and it down. And I'm saying that here's the thing. I was like, well, let's wait till Monday's show. And I think maybe if we talk about it a little bit, I think, you know, I like to see car crashes. I, I turn my head on the highway when a car is in flames. And I think maybe some of these people that have not signed up for our Patreon might be interested in what you're so mortified by. I hope that that doesn't happen. And I think that that is like actually mean of you to say that once you have gotten me to talk about how badly I want it to come down. On top of that, I don't think the pilot is that good because like when Julia and I are talking about making the pilot, this is before we got like a bunch of notes from um, a, the, the network that we were pitching to, which is like a major podcast and audiobook network and like we were working with someone with in that thing ash so ash I, I hate to stop you but i think you might be doing this thing that you don't like to do stop. is talking about networks and managers okay and but i'm just saying like we got so many notes and so like <laughs> when i heard the pilot i was like this isn't really what i remember working on because this is sort of like what happens after it's gone through so many hands and it's like i'm kind of like not that crazy about the finished product so i'm not that crazy about the pilot and i guess i'm just like not that crazy and then in the interview with julia i keep talking about like how it's like a, a a true crime sort of mystery thriller and like it's actually just a comedy you know like yeah there's a true <laughs> crime element and mystery part to it but it's supposed to be a comedy podcast and i just like i wish we had just done it i wish i wish i wasn't so cringy on it like i'm like it's okay ash now i would say that for my part of it, which is I helped you guys record it, and then I edited it together. Um, and I actually went back and I listened to the whole thing with you. And I had listened to it as it happened and editing it. I was actually pretty impressed with me never really doing something on that large of a scale that had to be kind of crisp in certain ways. And we, you know, something about this pilot, which was interesting, is you, me, and Julia do all the voices, and there's multiple characters, so I had to sort of figure out how to pitch voices in weird ways and make them meet the character description and kind of fit, and I think that was a little rocky on that pilot, but I, I kind of enjoyed kind of the theater of the mind of it all. Like, you know, it was about- Babe, a your job is, what you did was great, okay? How many times do I have to tell I'm you? I'm just saying- You did I'm, a really I'm kind of, good I'm kind job. of impressed by that, and I think that there's something worthy to listen to. It doesn't sound, it doesn't not sound like a show. It sounds good. It's you got a, a good story job. and I segments. Don't, and I don't know if the writing is that great, or the jokes are I that great. I think it's a little, a little- It's I think, a little cheesy- a little maybe maybe it's a little cheesy but what, what we, we may just do cheese ball stuff here i mean oh we talk goodness. about you know floor is lava you i know. just don't like the fact that there is like this this audio proof of me being just like very matter of fact about show business and talking about it so earnestly like i feel like comedians in general should just kind of speak about things in a way with levity you know and listening to me talk to julia i sound jaded and a little, I don't know, maybe a little bitter? I don't know. Well, that'll be up for you, the listener, to decide. Realityblows.com. 
I don't think you should send people <laughs> not, to actually that, don't go there to that. That's not um, a thing. Realityblowspodcast.com. You can find our Patreon there. But listen, we're going to have a cool July Patreon coming out very quickly. And I think we're going to do something a little extra special on July. We're going to do an extra present for July Patreon oh, um, no. that Nick has promised me we'll do because I do feel sort of like the June. I, f- I do feel like that episode maybe isn't like the best. And so July's got there's going to be three things in July, three special things. So there you go. Well, there you go. Folks. So this is the time to sign up. And you know what? That June episode might be brought down at any moment if I can get my hands on the password. So I wouldn't. Guys, she's going to find the password out soon. So get up there. It's it may, you know, it may not be up there forever. You might want to sign up. Hey, sign up for July. Stop using that as like bait to get people. Sign up in July. Listen to all our podcasts and then you can you can stop there. You Why? To, you can just end your pot because maybe they don't want to pay for that much. They want to pay five bucks and listen to all our stuff and then okay. and then quit it. That's a way to go about things. I mean, people, times are tough out there, but regardless, you can go to patreon.com forward slash reality blows or reality blows podcast.com for all your reality blows needs. And just think about this, folks. Have you ever put something up on the internet you were embarrassed about and then your loved one refused to take it down? That's this predicament that we're in. Here is the real predicament, Ashley. And if you want to really let me get into it, I'll get into it. Uh-oh. You have the passwords to all I these things. I do have things, the passwords, and you have but the I ability won't make a decision it. without yeah. you agreeing to. I'm just saying, if you want to take it down, take it down. But you're my partner, and you have to agree no, you, that it can be taken down. It's not agree. It's, go ahead. No. Yeah. I can't believe you're saying this go now. Ahead, There's a microphone <laughs> in front of your face. I've always been supportive of this. <laughs> you are. <laughs> hey, you're all I wanted chameleon. to do, wait for this to come out, this podcast to come out. Uh, you know, and when it does, let it hit the masses and let's see what they do. Let's let them vote with their dollar. Do you want to hear Ashley get embarrassed (laughs) on the internet? I've listened to it. I don't think it's that embarrassing. So don't get your hopes up. You haven't really listened to it. I have listened. You made me listen to it. Okay. I actually had to listen to that fucking boring ass conversation between (laughs) you and Julia. You listened to clips and then you laughed out loud. (laughs) You didn't listen to the whole thing. Listen, I'd like to move on to my second. What else you got for me? I saw a whale. That's right, you did. I saw a whale, you guys. I've never seen a whale in real life, and I saw a whale. Okay, so we're staying at the shore, and I've been, it's a paid beach, so you have to pay between like 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., and there's not that many like badges they're giving out because of, um, you know, social distancing. They've like really reduced the number, and so I've been going there around like five or trying to go there around five for a couple of hours because there's just not that many people on the beach, and you don't have to pay at that point. So I guess this was like three days ago. I went at five. I brought my little chair. I brought my frozen grapes. You know, I have a system. I have a bag. I put frozen grapes, ice water, a book, and a towel, and I bring a chair. And then that is pretty much heaven. I think we can all agree. That sounds perfect. I went down the beach. I set up my chair. I popped in. I was on my third frozen grape, popped in the mouth, reading my book. And all of a sudden, all the lifeguards started blowing their whistle and like calling people in the water. And I have been at this beach, this particular beach, enough, uh, long enough to see this happen before. And when it happened before, this was maybe like a week or two ago, and the lifeguards started blowing their whistle and being like, get out of the water, get out of the water. When that happened before, it was because there were some dolphins swimming up the coast. And so I watched the dolphins. So when they started doing that this time, I was like, oh, crap, there must be dolphins in the water. So I looked in the water. I couldn't see anything. I was like, where? what's going on? And then I looked over to the beach over from ours, which is um, just like another beach kind of divided up by a bunch of rocks. and A jetty. A jetty of rocks. And I saw everybody on that beach was like, had gotten out of their chairs and was standing on the shore. So then I just jumped up and just ran over to that beach, you know, completely taken over by my impulse to see what's going on over there. And as I approached, as I got close to the jetty, um, there was a woman who was filming something in the water. And I was like, what's going on? And she's like, there's a whale. There's a whale. I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen a whale before. And so I, I, you know, walked a little bit further. And then I saw the whale. And then it put on a freaking show. Okay? I've never seen this before. It had its tail up, its tail wagging back and forth, smacking the water with its tail, blowing water out of its blowhole. It breached. It jumped up and then belly flopped twice. 
lots of tail wagging, lots of kind of like rolling over where you would see whatever these, these belly fins, like type arms kind of pop up. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, I was full of joy. Yes, there was a moment. There was a very distinct moment where I thought, you know what? I'm going to swim out there and meet this guy. Uh, I'm just going to jump in this water, swim out there, say what's up. But there was enough people on the beach where I was like, someone's going to stop me. Like someone's going to think I've lost my mind and, and grab me. And then eventually, after about like 10, or 10, 15 minutes, a big boat came. Not quite a ship, not quite a boat came and it got between the whale and the beach and then it kind of just slowly pushed the whale further out to sea I think it was the coast guard but I'm not sure and then once the whale got far enough where you couldn't you could still see it but not like putting on a show type seeing it then the the ship slash boat scooted away and um that's that's what I have to report to you guys I saw a freaking whale so the ship slash boat, who you think was the Coast Guard, they did that on purpose. It looked like they did it on purpose. They were like, trying to make sure that the the it didn't wash it up didn't on shore. Beach. Yeah. yeah. At first I was like, man, rich people and their yachts getting in between me and the beauty of nature. But then it seemed like it was doing a very specific type movement, pushing it out. And then it took off. And so I was like, oh, maybe that was the Coast Guard. So you say that you were, you were for a second thinking about going out there and meeting that guy yeah um what would, what were you really gonna do just go up and swim next to a whale yeah and you don't think that whale is just gonna eat you i don't think whales eat people haven't you ever seen pinocchio what <laughs> didn't didn't that whale swallow pinocchio whole listen i'm not gonna swim out there and meet the whale but i would i would not I, I you guys listening at home i'm not gonna do that and I, I know not to interfere with guys, wildlife wait a minute now the way she's saying it it's as if she's planned on doing it i just want you guys to know that i'm not like one of those people that like thinks that they can like interfere with wildlife okay i'm not if i saw a grizzly in the woods i wouldn't be like you want to fish well i don't know last week with the rabbit you interfered with that rabbit i was life. protecting that rabbit from crazed children right, okay? okay bloodthirsty children who were going to just grab it i don't know what they were going to do to that poor rabbit um but with this with this i i do just think there was just a an unconscious like hey you should swim out there and meet it go out there and meet that whale you know there's just a little voice that kind of was like go out there but i didn't i did not how far and i wouldn't have how gone close out there. Would, would it would you have gotten to it i mean was it close enough for you to have gotten to it yes wow i mean it would have taken uh, some swimming for sure how massive was it it was massive it was a humpback whale it was massive and were there other people on the beach with you kind of chatting everyone was on the beach staring and no, nobody no was real like, chatting. there wasn't a know-it-all being like, you know, that's a humpback. I didn't hear any know-it-alls because I was kind of to the edge of um, the crowd because I was still like on our beach. I didn't cross over to the other beach. But there were, there was like a kid near me who would be like, would like go, ah, ooh, every time the whale did something and occasionally clap. So I enjoyed the child's enthusiasm. And what was that whale doing putting on that show? Do you I think it know. was aware that, uh, do you think it had escaped from some sort of a marine uh, amusement park? And Listen, I know showmanship when I see it. Mm -hmm. And this whale knew it had an audience and it was playing. It wasn't doing like SeaWorld type tricks. But it was like playing and like saying hi to us. And the, everyone lined up on the shore was watching it. Just It was like hypnotic. It's pretty crazy. Uh, you, did you feel like you say you know showmanship when you see it? Yeah. So you, you say that this 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 whale has a future uh -huh. in showbiz. Yeah. I mean, you should find it. Sign it up. Sign it up. I would love to. I would love to. Would you to... be a manager of talented animals? Um. An agent? That's a good question. As long as they weren't being exploited, but I don't know how to use animals in show business without exploiting them. Well, what if a uh, what if a uh, panda bear wants to sell you know coconuts or something? How do you know that it wants that coconut though? water? And it's not that it's like handler. It does it in that. sign language. Okay, it says yes. I love money. Please, I will shill. Can animals even like? I don't think they can even understand the concept of money. Money is a human creation. Well, it's abstract. How come? Oh, yeah, if that's true, how come our cat Lily's been stealing my nickels? <laughs> Every day I look in her little cardboard box. She's got another one of my nickels in there. I'm like, she licks them clean. What is she's she got a saving up for? a shiny pile of nickels. Well, what was more exciting? Obviously, the whale over the dolphins, right? Yeah, 100%. Because it's rare. Well, the, 
Well, the dolphins, they were just swimming up the coast. Like, I just saw... No showmanship no, in those pieces of shit. Yeah, they weren't doing... They weren't putting on, Come on a little dolphins. afternoon... Put on a friggin' show. Can't you see the human race is depressed? Yeah, this whale was really giving it to us. It was just staying in the same place and doing cool stuff. Dolphins were just, I don't know, migrating. They were just doing dolphin shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just swimming up the coast. Boring. Um, but the whale was like, hey, y'all, who wants to see me party? And then we were all like, we do, we do. You know, so that was cool. That, that was pretty cool. That for, a, uh, I would say, you know, through most of quarantine, I've been kind of just dealing with low level depression, like I imagine all of us are. And that was a shining light to where I felt filled with happiness and joy. Yeah, you, you couldn't wait to tell everybody you knew. Yeah, I was like calling my uncle, my mom, you know, and I saw a whale texting people. I even put it on the Internet. Some people pay good money to be on a boat to do well watching and never see a friggin' whale. Yeah, I saw one for free. My father told me that uh, I was cursing too much on the last podcast, so. Finally, someone agrees with it's me. It's good to know that, uh, that I, I got people watching over me. Do you guys like how much our parents note us? Every week we, we talk about a note from a parent. Yeah. I found out that my mother, who used to be our biggest fan, um, is now a little bored by the podcast because she knows all the stories because we live with her now. And I told her to stop listening. Yeah, I mean, I heard all that stuff. I go, yeah, that's all we got. Yeah, yeah. We can't go on really adventures. Donna. So we are. Speaking of Donna, Donna's birthday is on my list of uh, fun things that we did this week. Well, let's hear it. Well, I think, first off, it, we had a great day. We had a fun lunch Uh, We went to a restaurant, which is like wild, but it was like crazy social distanced and um, the staff was all geared up. Um, I would say that in general, we're not going to restaurants. I just felt like a treat. Can I pop in here? Yeah. I would say I'm regretful of that day. And I don't think that that was a good move that we made to go out. And I don't, I will not be going to any more restaurants during this, hey, you can eat outdoors, but there's no vaccine situation. I think that felt like the last one. The we've last. We've done it twice. The we've, first. We've done it two and a half times. The halftime I would do again and will do again. The halftime was fine. That was like was, a little fish shack where they yeah. had picnic tables spread out. And there's like four tables the... and we went on off hours and there was like no one there. Yeah. We went to a- I'll a, do that again. There's no wait service or anything. Yeah, but the restaurant, we've gone to a restaurant twice. Father's outdoors. Day, we went to one. I'm sure we reported on that. Uh, my father, Steve, who gave me the note on the too much cursing. Meanwhile, the most he's the filthiest mouth I know, that guy. And I, I cursed too much on the last podcast. Sorry, Daddy-O. But we went on Father's Day, and that was, like, the best. I would say we lucked out on all of our outdoor dining situations. Like, can't even believe how much we lucked out based on where some people had to sit. Father's Day, we were, like, in the far-off corner of a parking lot, and there was no one near us. Yeah. And it was like, wow, this was a split decision, like, a quick decision we made, and... A split second decision is what I was, and it worked out. I was a little nervous, but it worked out. When we went for my mother's birthday, I, when we were waiting for the table, which we had, I was like, what are we doing? This seems kind of weird. And then we, we walked through these tables, and I'm like, God damn it, this sucks. And then they put us on this table that was basically on the beach and way far away from everybody else. And I was like, wow, we really lucked out again. Since then, I hate to hijack your point, but I want to be honest here. Since then, I have gotten a subscription to the New York Times, two weeks free. I think I'm going to continue it. I'm going to pay for it based on you giving me my little present, my Kindle Paperwhite, which I really enjoy and I'm loving right now. It's my favorite thing about the summer so far. And I've been reading a lot more about coronavirus. And I am, I guess, I, I, like the rest of the public, was a little lax in the past few weeks thinking like, hey, the curve, the this, the that, the numbers, because we are in a bubble where the curve went down, the curve has been flattened. I'm reading so much about this disease, and it scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. So I hate well, to steal. I hate to take the wind out of the sails okay. on this point. Listen, I understand what you're saying. Let's not do it anymore. I'm not. In, I don't want to do it anymore either. Okay. The meal was good. I was really just bringing that up because risking a- our lives to eat around strangers when every restaurant delivers now. 
It's like, what are we doing? I really just wanted to say happy birthday to your mom. Sure. And it seemed like a good way to... <laughs> happy birthday, Donna. <laughs> Sorry like, we're boring you. Seemed like a good way to bring that up. And then I also really wanted to talk about how fun it was to get her present. Right. Which now, is, But I didn't want that to be the focus of the thing. So I mentioned the meal. But you're right. The meal yeah. was questionable and we're not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, but you know what? We're all like, we're all trying things. We're all living. We're all learning. Okay. Uh, but we really did have a lot of fun getting her her present. I think that like we put um, specifically Nick put a lot of thought into what he was getting, and it was kind of an adventure. Do you want to tell them about it? Yeah, we went to a uh, what do you call this a place? nursery? A nursery, a big nursery full of so many plants. Oh my goodness, it was like heaven. So we went there, and uh, my mom has a nice little uh, deck outside of uh, her room uh, where she can kind of sit out in the sun for a little bit. And uh, it, she likes some plants. And a couple of years ago, I guess it probably was last year, she had a, a tree out there that little turtle doves came by and made a little family in. They nested, and They y'all. nested in there, and my mom sort of protected them and watched over them. And then all of a sudden, the little turtle dove babies flew away. Turtle dove babies. And then this year, they returned to find that the tree had died and it was gone and they couldn't do it again. You could tell they wanted to do it. So they, they ended up, I think kind of nesting somewhere near. There's been a bunch of crows around. We haven't seen them in a while. So hopefully they made, they made their family a little bigger this year, but we don't know. We don't know. But my mom was kind of uh, expressed how she was disappointed that she didn't have a home to provide for them this time because it was a little bit of excitement here on the Jersey Shore. It was great. We came over a couple times when that was happening. It was a lot of fun to go out and look at them. Loved it. Saw a lot of pictures. And so uh, I think the idea was let's replace that tree with something that's substantial that maybe somebody could come and enjoy. And if not, we'll just make sure it's a nice little uh, piece of... uh, a plant or a tree or something. So we went there and we got her um, two plants. Uh, actually, one is a tree and one is a bush. Mm-hmm. So the first thing was uh, this little palm tree from Japan that really has a pineapple bottom. It's so cool, you guys. It's the cutest little thing I've ever seen. It's got this fat pineapple bottom that kind of sits half in the dirt and then the top of it it kind of sprouts out in these spiky leaves but the bottom of it is like smooth so it looks like it's got this cool haircut of like (laughs) like little mohawks kind of popping out the top of it of this pineapple head it's the coolest thing it is cool and then we also bought her a Texas, Texas sage, sage bush, bush, which looks like a Dr. Seuss plant. Like it's like it's got this very cool sort of tall, slender shape. But then the leaves are like this dusty green color. And then they have these like very delicate little purple flowers sort of sprinkled sporadic, like sprinkled throughout the plant not in any specific pattern but just kind of like a mystery is where these little purple delicate we're talking delicate little flowers are popping up yeah it's really cute and uh we went we got we got it potted at the place which i think was a pro move yeah get it potted we got one regular terracotta pot and then this beautiful like um ceramic glazed sort of pot that they had there that that spoke to nick it did i liked it um and uh the lady at the uh, nursery, lady was the best part. Was just s- such a Jersey lady. It was incredible. So just like matter of fact, like we got a wheel, like a wheelbarrow kind of thing, and we were wheeling around our plants, and then she was just constantly like telling us what to. You bring that plant over here to there, and then da 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 da, and like she was put just- it here, <laughs> put it here, <laughs> put it here, and I'll pot it. <laughs> she like, was. Okay. I really enjoyed her energy. I don't know if that's just a sign that I haven't been interacting with strangers or what, but she was uh, so bossy and I loved it. Very bossy. And very matter of fact. And then I also, while we were there, I got I got us a little coin plant for the clubhouse. Yes, we have a coin plant here, which is, uh, Ashley also told me, they call it a UFO plant. Yeah. Because it kind of looks like a little alien. Actually. Yeah, it's got these little round leaves. Nick, I was like, guess what the other name for it is? And Nick was like, maybe a, a lily pad plant. And that makes sense because it does look like it's like lily, pad, lily pads just sprouted out. Mm. But it's real cute. It brings a little bit of life into the clubhouse. I agree. And uh, I don't know. I haven't seen you water it yet, but I'm sure you will. I have watered it, babe. Um, but we had just a lot of fun doing that. And I think that like... I'll tell you, going to this nursery and picking out plants, and it was kind of fun. It almost got me into plants a little bit. I, thought, I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a plant guy. 
you know? Maybe this will be a plant podcast. Nick picked them both out. and Then they're... I paid for them, and I was like, eh, that's cool. I'm good on that. <laughs> it was very expensive. Nick was shocked <laughs> at how much plants cost. And the pots were almost as expensive as the plants. It was crazy. Um, but the the real fun thing was is that we snuck them up onto her balcony the day before her birthday, and so we placed them so that on her birthday, when she walked out on the balcony, they were there on the deck. Yeah, it was pretty dope. That was cool. And she seemed pretty happy with them. Yeah. Rarely do I give a present where somebody's like, this is, is giving me some, he's giving me enough to where I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I did a good job here. Nick, you're good at picking things out, like like aesthetically pleasing things. That's a Maybe, talent of yours. But I'm not I'm not good at giving presents. So okay. how, how about that? I will. I accept that. I would say when I give a present, I think maybe I get the thing that you might want. But but so often I'm not. I don't know. I, I, just, I just like the stuff you like pick. I think that you have good taste. I feel as though I'm not very good at present giving. I would agree with that. And I'm also not good at present getting. <laughs> I would also agree with that. So you just don't know. don't know how to really accept a present. I don't really want them, especially on my birthday and stuff like that. I, I is it too much attention? It's too much attention, and it's also like, why are we? I always go to like, what the fuck are we doing? We have no money. We're spending all of our money on presents. When what we about when it. I got you that Kindle? I know you got a little money socked away, so I didn't give a shit. And uh, my parents have been, my mom has been buying you meals for two months. So I'm like, all right, I'll let her, uh, I'll let her buy this Kindle. And on that note, we're going to take a little break and come back and tell you about a show we've been watching that has changed my life. Hey, how come you're not, uh, you don't have any more points? I do have more points, but we've been talking for so long. I have two more points. Get through the points. Really? Yeah. Okay. The next point is that we remodeled the clubhouse. We cleaned. We remodeled. That's a, that's a point. We remodeled. That's how often we're cleaning a home is we when we do it, we call it remodeling. Babe, we put the bed on the floor. Okay. <laughs> we moved the chairs around. We brought the plant over there. We completely remodeled no, we this place. we cleaned and we vacuumed. We used a Roomba. We had a big day of remodeling and cleaning. <laughs> mostly clean. The clubhouse. And now it is just like the most cozy, wonderful. It feels like a little artist loft up here. It is kind of nice up here. I do agree that we did a good job of remodeling. We made it more homey. It feels like Nick and Ash well, up here. We have been uh, ordering a lot of stuff off the internet. Uh, recently, so we had a, like a surplus of boxes that needed to be broken down and brought to the recycling. We've been, I have been soothing self care with different flavors of seltzer. So I had so many different seltzer cans up here. I had a collection that I eventually needed to make it downstairs. So that was the big first thing. And also, you know, when you go somewhere and you don't know how long you're going to be staying there, you kind of just put stuff wherever. This was kind of like, okay, let's move the stuff where it just makes sense for it to go. And that, I think, makes a big difference in how a room looks and feels. Decluttering, you know, actually putting away clothes. Yeah. And I guess you can call that a remodel. Babe, the bed, was, this whole area that we're in right now has been remodeled. The bed. We just took the box spring away and we put the bed on the floor because the box spring was hurting our backs. But now it feels like we're like young artists and living <laughs> in a little cozy tree house. It's just really about the bed being on the Does floor. Does this feel like a tree house? No. Nick. So it feels like a loft. Okay. I'll accept that. Um, okay. So that's point, uh, the last point. That Let's was point it. four. Last point. The last point is point number five, which is I'm officially obsessed with the Facebook market. Oh, you got to go on a downer right at the end. <laughs> we were so positive with the remodeling and the and and the buying of the plants. Nick's sister, Gabby, introduced me to a little thing called the Facebook market. She's gotten some home exercise goods from there. And I started looking on there for a beach cruiser because I thought, you know what? Let me get like a nice beach cruiser while we're at the beach a used one ashley's got two bikes already and also a pass with city bike but hey why not throw a third one make a third bike you know for when we're at this this beach um but the beach cruisers like the good ones just go too quickly and like i also don't want to pay a bunch of money for a a beach cruiser because like nick says i already have two bikes even though they're wildly different than a beach cruiser but none of them are right None of them are right. Well, one of them is right. It's just not right for Brooklyn. The road bike is incredible. I love it. I love my Raleigh, and I would I would love to ride it everywhere, but Brooklyn has so many potholes, and it's got those really skinny, fast uh, tires, and, you know, it's just not... It's like the frame's all bent up. All right, yeah, Anyway, 
Uh, so after the bike stuff, I started just kind of perusing the Facebook uh, marketplace art section. Oh, you're not going to get art like you're going to get art off the marketplace oh, on Facebook, folks. Oh, my God. I have seen so many cool photographs and paintings and posters that are framed that people are selling for like 10 or 5 bucks. Okay? Which brings me to my next point. I found something that spoke to me in a way that I could not ignore. Okay? It was a black and white photograph of three cute cows. And a lady was selling it for five bucks. It's in a frame. The frame's a little beat up. She's like, that's why it's it's cost. It's cheap. But uh, it's five dollars for this black and white photograph of cows. Now, if you know me, you know that I love cows. I would like to have a cow as a pet. I think they're cool to be around. I enjoy cows energy. I'm a, I'm into cows. I like cows. I'm more of a beef fan. Ooh. <laughs> Nick, what the hell's your problem? <laughs> I'm talking truth. about the beauty of cows. I think cows are kind of cool. They're great. They're, they're a little co- dumb. They're cool to hang out with. They're actually kind. They're actually smarter than dogs. Well, okay. maybe some dogs. I don't know if that's true, but it feels true. But just if you've ever been, or, people who are listening to this podcast who've been around cows know what I'm talking about. How now, brown cow? They're great. And so this picture just like really spoke to me. It was five bucks, and so I told this lady, I messaged her, and I was like, "Hey, can I can I buy that from you?" And she was like, yeah, you totally can. And then that set us off on an adventure known as Cow Picture Gate, where Nick and I drove to this lady's hair salon, brought the picture, put it, immediately transferred it into a plastic bag into the trunk to be decoded. Um, and that's where it's sitting now. But I'm so excited. Well, okay, a couple things on this front. Number one is that right as Ashley was about to say, right a few minutes ago, about a minute ago, Ashley said, brings me to my next point. She had me pause the podcast for a second and asked me if it was okay that she talked about this. Well, I know you're touchy. I unpaused and she just said what she said. Now, the reason she's saying that is because we are fearful based on the amount of packages that come into this house that are addressed to me and Ashley, mostly Ashley. No. We are fearful that the family that we're living with is going to judge us based on our spending habits, and especially in a time like this. They aren't judgy, but I do live with a family, and I've always lived with this type of a family, where if something is happening, they will look and go, oh boy, another thing that you're doing? And then it sounds judgmental, but really it's just like we don't know what to say to one another so that's what we say. It's out of love, and nobody really cares. Um, but you know, Ashley's not used to that, and I am. But being seeing it, you still want to avoid it. <laughs> now, the idea of on a Sunday where there's really no parking, and the and just telling the people that we live with, hey, we're gonna drive 15 minutes to go buy a used picture of cows from a boutique a couple of towns away. Um, it was the lady's hair salon. She owns a hair salon. No. She brought it from her home yes. to the salon. Yes. So, but I just was like, and I think Ashley could have would have agreed and did agree that let's try to do this covert. So what I said was, hey, uh, I told my grandmother, I was like, hey, we're just gonna go out for a walk, and she was like, okay. And then we went down the street, got in the car, took care of it, came home. My mom never even knew we were gone. Now my mother might listen to this. And she might go, oh, my God, they didn't tell me about this. But guess what, Mom? Here's a piece of content you were not privy to before you listened to this <laughs> podcast. So now you're getting a little gossip. Okay? Wow. You're, you're getting that scratch itched, Mother. You, you know, it was very hard to get this because Nick was adamantly against giving up his parking spot. And he has a good point. I had know, a good one. You I had, had a, a good one. He had a good parking spot. We are at the beach. So on it's, a Sunday. It's Fourth of July weekend. We're in a resort town, if, basically. If you move your car, someone's going to snatch that up. And you know did. what I mean? But Nick. How cute were those cows? Cows were cute. The frame is broken. Don't know why you bought it. it Still, I'm not going to ask any more questions. 
was it worth the half hour it took to take to do parking afterwards? Fine, sure. I I'd bought you a coffee. You bought me a coffee, and that coffee made me happy. And I just want to say, if you have any cow art that you would like to share with me, please email us a picture of your cow art because I do appreciate cow art. Now I'll say that the the car ride there and back was mostly uh, about exist. We talked about existential dread in our careers, yeah, and life, mostly me. So uh, I guess it was a, a, a place to vent a little bit. Do I feel like I came to any conclusion? No. I but mean, as is how that existential dread goes, there is no end. As live performers, which Nick and I are at the heart of what we do, we're live performers, that has completely been taken away from us and is gone for indefinitely. And so there's a lot of existential dread we're feeling. I wonder if other careers are feeling this as well. I don't I don't think so. No, other people, well, they are. I'm sure they are. You don't want to make an assumption. I don't want to make an assumption. Fine. You're right, Obviously, you're right, people you're right, are you're freaking right. out. You're right. How about the people that had to work throughout all this stuff, right? But, so listen, but what, what I was going to say was the, the, that was kind of fueled by my aforementioned uh, Kindle and my two-week free subscription of the New York Times. There was an article in Saturday's, was it Saturday? No. What's today? Sunday. Sunday's paper uh, where um, it was talking about how, you know, Broadway doesn't exist, but live performances must go on. And it was all about uh, little stories around the country of little theater troops and big theater troops attempting to put on live performances in a time in which you really shouldn't be next to another human being. So to me, it was, I guess, supposed to highlight the human spirit of like, Hey, people, the uh, invisible troop, uh, uh, the invisible uh, Broadway troop in Tuscaloosa uh, are putting on performances of Hello, Dolly in a parking lot to three people, max. Uh. And it's just like, hey, they're in suits. Uh, these people in Arizona are dressing up like grasshoppers and doing a performance piece on the on the lawn of the mayor's house. And anybody can attend. And the spirit, the performing spirit must go on. And. You know, hey, and then interviews from these people being like, yeah, we have to make money somehow. And hey, we're I got inspired by the limitations. And and it's just like to me, I'm just like, ah, fuck, I'm never going to feel feel comfortable being in a comedy club or in a club or in a, or in a in a bar close to people where it's not weird, where we're either behind plexiglass or all in hazmat suits. And and then, you know, you get people are like, yeah, we'll do it. Don't worry. The curve. And then you got, um, you know, professional comedians. Uh, D.L. Hughley passed out on stage because he had covid like in some Ugh. place and people two are weeks putting ago. on people, you know, people in the comedy community are putting on these outdoor shows and they're like, we're doing a social distance thing. And then you see pictures of it afterwards and people aren't don't look like they're. it's just like comedy's not that important is what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's just to risk lives changed and and to do it right now kind of sucks. And I would say at the beginning of this quarantine, I was completely fine with staying at home and doing the occasional Zoom show. But at this point, you know, all of my hopes and dreams as a young boy were to just perform live places and to do stuff like that. So the idea that it might not come back the way it used to be is a little depressing. And so, yes, that's what we were talking about on the way to get the cow <laughs> picture. Where I'm They're like, so and, now I, and, and yet Ashley still has it, has the will to buy a cow picture off of Facebook. I love them. They bring me joy. Um, we're not going to take a break. We're just going to roll right into I have into to go to the bathroom. We are going to take a break. See you guys in a minute. Okay. We are back. So Ash and I have uh, needed a little bit of a pacifier at night. You know, we were missing something in our lives. And um, very happy to say we've started watching old seasons of Survivor again. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, what season have we started watching? Well, season 28, uh, Kagayan. Kagayan. And uh, it seems to be uh, brains versus beauty versus brawn is like the the theme. And most importantly, uh, it features winner of uh, season 40, winners at war, Tony Vlachos in his first ever soul surviving win. Wow. And we know that going in and that's why we chose it because we were very impressed with Tony's game in the, in the uh, previous season or in the season we just watched. And uh, we were like, wow, there's been so much talk in comparison of his 
gameplay in the first season versus his gameplay in his second season in which he was voted off very quickly, and then his third season in which made him a two-time winner and uh, the win it most, uh, m- most money won ever of a survivor because mm. there's only been two-time winners, and this was the only time there was $2 million on the line. So he's won $3 million from Survivor. We're like, whoa, we got to see what this guy did. He made such waves in his first season. And so we're about a quarter of the way through, and I got to say, it has not disappointed in my opinion. I have been going through something with reality television. Um, You know, the shows that we're watching right now are Labor of Love, which I'm watching sort of as like, I'm just very curious about it. Like, I feel like it's some sort of, uh, it's an experimental show. It feels both like completely um, cutting edge and also bland as hell. So I find that interesting. Um, Double shot of love, you know, we're kind of... You can't say we're watching that because we've only seen one episode. Well, it's on our docket. It is on the docket. It's in the the DVR. So I'd like to talk about my feelings towards it, which are kind of like, it's just sort of like, you know, an old friend is what it feels like. And then, you know, the third thing that we're watching is the challenge, which um, I'm, I'm having... To be honest, you know, I love the challenge. It's my favorite television program on television. It really is. But I also, this season is kind of bumming me out for a bunch of different reasons that we don't need to discuss here because we talk about them on our Wednesday slash Thursday show, on our Thursday show. Um, But I guess I'm just not that excited about television right now. And when we started watching this, nay, a week ago, four days ago, how long ago did we start this? Uh, I think like, yeah, three or four days ago. Three or four days ago, and we've watched about eight episodes, seven or eight episodes. Yeah, sure. And this is single-handedly reminding me about how great reality television can be, how great television can be. I am getting joy from this. I'm looking forward to this, and it's purely on a very, like, superficial entertainment level. I don't know if it's because... I don't know if I would feel that with the challenge if we weren't so deep into the challenge, mm-hmm. you know, because we, when you are at the point of watching and critiquing the challenge that we are, it's almost like a different language. It's like we've, we're involved in this subculture so heavily, it's hard to separate um, just enjoyment from what we know of like behind the scenes type stuff. But with Survivor, I get to just enjoy it. I don't think we should ever recap Survivor because I think it might take away the enjoyment from it. But what it I would. what I'm getting from watching this is just pure old fashioned television enjoyment. I'm not getting that from anything else we're watching. And I I love it so much. It feels much more genuine than other reality shows in the sense that it doesn't feel like production can do that much in terms of editing people's stories. But I could be wrong about that. I could just be a novice. It's her survivor. You know, it might be like with the challenge where you're like, what you see is what you get. And then you talk to a hardcore fan. They're like, actually, no, that's completely flipped. Blah, blah, blah. God, this, this is happening. And this is happening. And like, maybe that's the case with survivor. And I just don't know it. I am just enjoying it for what it is. I'm a fat little kid with their Sunday digging in, not thinking about future adulthood obesity. And that's how I feel about Survivor. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for... Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, I agree. This has uh, been quite... I, I I remember when we stopped watching Survivor, whenever the last season that we crammed down our heads was. But I was like, uh, all right, we'll take a little break. And then we started... Wa- we watched some Big Brother in between there, which I enjoyed. But nowhere near this. Same. And I just think it's kind of the perfect uh, reality game show. It's incredible. And uh, I'm I'm just constantly enamored uh, by the uh, the the way that you can play this game, and what what is what what it takes to win this game, and it uh, it's just really really fun. And 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 this I this was a vetted season. Mm-hmm. We've had people telling us if you like Survivor, you should try this. Um, you know, somebody in our comments once said, watch this one because it's 
it's the it's the best of the last new player seasons. Mm. So you get a lot of seasons that have people who've played before, and there's nobody on this season that had played previously. And so it's a brand new player season, so you get to see people kind of trying to make their mark. And there's a whole bunch of people on the show that are really fun to watch. I, I would say that this show kind of reminds me of um, uh, Generation X versus Millennials uh-huh. um, in how I how much I enjoy the personalities of the people. Or sometimes I don't like the personalities, but they are personalities. And boy, oh boy, do they have some personalities on this show. I mean, uh, Trish, who is just classic I can't Boston stand lady. her. You hate her. I love her. I can't stand her because she keeps taking out people I like or going after people I like. She's just, she's kind of a maniac and, and a big personality. I mean, Tony, obviously, another crazy maniac, but I was already primed for him. Sarah, who is on, uh, you know, who's uh, Cops Are Us with... Tony is on this season and she's a big personality and watching her get voted off and what was one crazy fucking tribal, which was insane. Insane. Cass, Cass. who's like this brainy old lady who's like, like socially. She's, not old. she's probably like in her late forties, you know, but I guess for the sh- for reality. For the show, yeah. Know. She's just kind of like social. She seems socially inept in some ways, but in other ways she's getting a, like, she's staying in the game. Spencer. I, I like everyone. The, my favorite part of this so far has been the brain tribe because um they were arguably the worst uh tribe in survivor history they had one player that was so bad and they kept keeping her on they voted like two other people out in tribal council before they um uh voted her what was her name again I don't remember. Jatia? Yes. Okay. She was so so fun to watch because they she was in entertaining. She was interesting, but she was a horrible player. She just completely crumbled under pressure. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to watch her <laughs> compete. She lost all of every challenge they had. She was the reason they lost. And she came out with like such gusto because she is like a, she's a nuclear f- engineer. Yeah, nuclear engineer. And she was like, I have a plan for our shelter. And she like, it was a whole episode of her bossing people around. Yes. And then the shelter just collapses. <laughs> and, every, and then she kind of, instead of all the chutzpah that she came out with, she immediately crumbled and became like, okay, I'll just do what you guys want. Yeah. And then there was a time in which she her head was on the chopping block. For the second time. And uh, when everybody left, she just threw all their rice in the fire. All of their rice <laughs> into the fire. And, uh, and she still didn't get voted off. She still, you have to be, and that really. <laughs> Really speaks to the two guys who were voted off before her like how imagine yeah. how bad you have to be to be voted off before the lady who got rid of all of your food is voted off i mean we had everything as jeff told us already in this uh season we've had you know um incredible uh, uh crazy live tribals you could see that possibly the live tribal might have been early in its uh in its invention here where um it was overused and people complained about it in the last season but in this season almost 20 seasons prior or 12 seasons prior um you know there are times in which people are making changes at tribal and you can see that it's kind of exciting because it's not being overdone if you guys watch winners at war like people quite literally just stood up and started standing in groups and making decisions while they were whispering and it was a little out of control, but here it's been a lot of fun because you don't know exactly what's going to go on, and but you can kind of figure it out, and then you, you, the viewer, gets blindsided, and it's a lot. It's really great. We've got a quitter. There was a quitter. There was in a this quitter. Season, Where, which, which we have seen before. Which on a one world we saw a quitter, but he was pretending that he was his wasn't. name Cody. Yeah, something like that. That guy, he was awful. And he 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 said that his appendix burst or something, yeah. but he clearly lied. We've just which I made had heard it, that he also quit in another season. They brought him back. So we've just made it to the merge. So everybody's now there's one tribe, and it's so interesting what's happening with these these people and this dynamics. And I just. I, I'm, I have something to look forward to in terms of watching. And I, I haven't had that in like a month, it feels like. Because Big Brother, it was fun, but it was like 40 episodes. It's so long, guys. And then it's so long. Really, the best episode was Keisha's birthday, which I hope everyone watched. My mom told me she was going to watch. Yeah, you got to watch that. It's, the, it's such a good... I mean, honestly, I mean, we watched what, what is known as the best of the best as far as the seasons go. And... 
I don't know if I could watch a season that wasn't as good as that. Agreed. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, I don't know if I want to f- do a little less than. That uh, was really you know. good. But if you were like, the next season is just as good as that, I might be like, eh, I'll wait a little bit before I watch it. But then if you're like, none of the other seasons are ever as good as that one. Like, I don't think I can watch 35 Guys, episodes. if you're if you're Big Brother fans, why don't you email us uh, at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com and tell us what other seasons aside from season 10 of the American Big Brother we should watch. Is there like a celebrity Big Brother that we should be watching? I still think we should watch Davon and Polly. I, I, I would be interested in that. But once again, 40 episodes. Wouldn't you rather just finish this Survivor season than just watch another good season of Survivor? Yes. There's 40 seasons to pick from. Yeah. We and then to there's start the from Australian the beginning. vision. Why don't we start version. from the beginning? Let's create a new podcast where we watch <laughs> yeah. each Survivor season and we talk about it. I don't want to watch any seasons that don't don't really deal with the strategy and I don't care about them surviving. How do you know that doesn't have to do the first season doesn't have to do with strategy? Cuz I've read uh, you, you I went survivor crazy when I started getting into survivor in this year I guess. So I uh, I read like a ton about the great seasons and it seems around season 16 things start really picking up with just it being like a crazy strategy game so it's like and we watched the first i think incredible season of survivor which was season 20 when it was you know survivor villains versus uh good guys or whatever it was heroes versus villains which was incredible and honestly guys i'm seeing a lot of russell who is uh, one of the big, great villains, early villains of the Survivor show, um, in a Tony Tony Vlachos, the way he plays the game, uh, which is just like just disregard of everything and lying. Chaos and, creating. Kind of creating some chaos. I would say... A mastermind. Pe- people seem to like Tony more. Yes. Uh, but, but Tony's likable. He's playing it a little bit more likable than Russell. Russell yeah. is definitely like uh, feeling like he, he has like a, you know, Russell seemed like a bad guy, a bad guy. I mean, he, he was a he bad was guy, kind of a bad guy. It literally, he was in the bad guy, but group. Russell would have won survivor probably if he, if his season was 10 seasons later. I agree. Cause people didn't vote for him people for didn't bitter vote reason. for him because they were like, fuck you. You're not being nice to anybody. How are you going to get our vote? And now it's kind of like, Bravo. wow, you really played the shit of this game. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. And you Russell's did it better than incredible. Me. I think we haven't watched nearly enough to know if that's the precedent that's set, but who knows? regardless guys, I think that's the end of the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Remember we do recaps of the challenge season 35 total madness. We watch the shows live on Wednesdays and we report back Thursday morning. So make sure you're checking into that and you can catch up with uh, that on our uh, podcast feed over on SoundCloud or realityblowspodcast.com. You can find out where we put all these podcasts up. If you're not subscribed, subscribe to the dang thing. We'd love to have you. Remember, as we said, if you want to listen to Ashley's very embarrassing Patreon. I don't know how long it's going to be up there. Patreon.com forward slash reality blows for that. I might take it down tonight. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram. On Twitter, it's reality blows pod. On Instagram, it's reality blows podcast. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. Follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. I don't have anything up there right now. I've taken it all down, but I'm going to put it all back up pretty soon. So get up, get on the ground floor of that, folks. And uh, we thank you for being uh, such great people. We love you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.